Of the Wedge Live podcast. I'm joined today making their return on the Wedge Live podcast, Jason Garcia. Hello, Thank Jason. Thank you for having me back. It's always what? a pleasure to see you, John. Remind, remind people what neighborhood you're coming from. Uh, I am live from Lindale. And how many doses of the vaccine have you had? I've had two. So. Okay. In another 13 days, I will be what they call fully vaccinated. Okay, congratulations. I, I, managed to snag, I managed to snag an appointment yesterday at a Cub. I have to bus out to St. Louis Park. Oh, nice. That's a kind of a fancy Cub. And our, our second guest is Taylor, who you may know from Twitter. She does good tweets. T-A-Y-L-R. Taylor, welcome to the welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. And what neighborhood are you coming to us from? Loring Park. And how many doses of the vaccine have you had? None. Not yet. Are you are you searching vigorously for an appointment? No. I've signed up on websites, but I'm not hunting it down. Yeah, that's that was kind of my attitude. And then somebody posted a link last night after midnight. And I just started clicking and it took me like 20, 30 minutes, and I finally got one. Oh, I should try. Thanks. Thanks, both of you, for coming on. Uh, this is either going to be a really terrible episode, or it could be really great. You, bo- you, both wow. know, you both know what the concept of today's show is. And uh, yeah, let's see. I'm, wor- I'm working off a little bit of an outline here. Okay, let- let's start with Taylor. What are you known for, and why why should we trust your political analysis here today? Um, I really don't know what I would be known for. I make meme I make a lot of memes lately. Um, I used to tweet about scooters a lot. Okay. Um, I complain about sidewalks. You know. Yeah. Standard I, stuff. It, if I could interject, I would like yeah. to to say uh, Taylor is known as. Uh, Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Loring Park. Uh, She is a graduate of the Perpich Arts High, which explains her talent with the memes. Um, She is a lifelong resident of Minneapolis, a scooter enthusiast slash advocate. And she is also the scourge of 311 for reporting all of the sidewalks that don't get plowed or cleared uh, by the city. That's yep. true. Taylor, you've undersold your qualifications, I think. Those are all really good. Yeah, I should have done better. I tried to make a list, but much better. You've got a Nick Core is that lit on the wall behind you? Yes. Thank you for noticing. Is, I is... did not have anything on the wall, and this came in the mail the other day, so there's my support. Splash, splash of yep. color. One thing that I never forget about Taylor is, maybe I've seen it on Instagram, is the picture of you with Norm Coleman? <laughs> yes. 
So yeah, on, on YouTube, we're going to put a picture of that on the screen as we talk okay. about it. So give us the backstory for that. So I had a crush on him when I was, I don't know, 12 through 14, maybe. I don't know. Like, I, I, I tried to leave politics aside. I just I thought he was attractive. I don't know. And so I met him at the state fair a couple times. I met him the year prior, and that picture was not as fun because I just looked pretty normal. But this time I met him at the state fair, and, like, I had really short hair, and I just looked out of it and my friend was like a juggalo so she had an icp shirt on and we were just like completely unlikely to be the people going up to him and asking him for a picture um but yeah i mean i I sent him like a birthday card once and got like a handwritten letter so just really ill-advised so so you Um, knew that you disagreed with his politics you had politics at 12 yeah and you like looked you looked beyond that and still found him to be an attractive man yes i regret that though not anymore you don't you don't feel that way anymore no no i don't understand it anymore it's just a very weird time okay that was a good story john have you ever had any political crushes like perhaps when you were young political crushes i don't think so I i don't tend to look at political figures as uh in a romantic way do you jason i know i know you once impersonated uh walter mondale yeah that wasn't like uh you know i was 10 so it wasn't really a any sort of romantic thing that that was happening there you kind of had like a a desire deep deep inside to be walter mondale though uh i had a, a desire not even very deep inside to see ronald reagan not win re-election um you know, but I I don't think I've ever really had a crush on a political figure. Um, when I was in college, we used to joke that one of my roommates had a crush on Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was when her husband was the president. So it's kind of a different time, different era. So. And uh, Taylor and Jason, you've been friends for years yeah is that accurate yeah over yeah just over two years i think and have never met that's correct this is literally the first time that we're hearing each other's voices okay virtual meeting yep yeah we we joined forces randomly on twitter one day to um figure out how we could grift the city um Taylor was going to initially uh, do sort of an Elizabeth Holmes kind of thing. Um, You know, she had her lipstick and turtleneck all picked out and everything. Uh, Then we settled on running Mike Mullen, formerly of City Pages, for the BET. I remember that. Um, Yeah. Um, We created the much-beloved mascot, the boar of estimate and taxation. Mm -hmm. Um, That's right. And yeah, and our friend Bree Dallager was also heavily involved. And yeah, from all of that, Taylor and I became pretty good, pretty close friends in a, an online setting. And now we're here talking to Wedgie himself. 
and mm-hmm. ready to to do some endorsements. Although we have we have dropped the uh, talk radio nicknames, we are no longer Wedgie and the Meat Jacker. That was just for the first episode. Oh, yeah, it's disappointing. Taylor, Taylor, have you been listening to the podcast? Yeah, I've listened. I listened to the first couple episodes, but they've been coming out at a really fast pace. So right, you've got a lot to catch up, up on. Any yeah. any pointers? Am I doing anything wrong? Well, I mean, you dropped the the talk radio nicknames. That's kind of oh, you were into that. I I really liked those nicknames. They were good. I, I know you've but, been uh, you've been looking into historic Minneapolis meat jackings. You did a little research. Yes, historic and in the last decade. A lot of meat jackings. Do you have anything to report? Yes, there was one. Okay, there was one that I thought was the most interesting. This was 2012. And it was on the 6100 block of Nicollet. So this woman was in an apartment. Um, and she went on vacation and for some reason left her doors unlocked for a couple weeks. Uh, she came back. And she found out that someone had gotten in through probably her window, though, and they stole an unknown amount of meat from her freezer. Imagine how, having so much meat that you don't know how much of it was stolen. <laughs> that was it. Nothing else was stolen. That's privilege. Just meat. Uh, and then so they actually got, for some reason, they got the police spokesman at the time to comment on this. Uh, and he told them that the de- department does not keep track of meat-related thefts. Oh, which, so, that's amazing. MPD doesn't even track meat thefts as a category. Could have helped out for the meat jacker. So we don't know but if meat jackings no one, are up or down because they don't have a category for it. It could right. be the same guy. Yeah. Tony Who Webster knows? can't do an, a, a FOIA request for us. There's, there's no data. It's an oversight. You'd, you'd think they would have fixed that. But I... I mean, I'm looking at crime reports constantly. I haven't seen, I mean, I see violent crime as a category, robberies. I know they've recently started tracking carjackings. You don't see meat jackings on the list. Well, there was also, it popped up on one of those crime accounts. Um, This was really close to the other one. This is 5,900 block of Nicollet. A guy uh, dressed as Santa Claus stuffing steak down his pants. Hmm. Uh... And they think he may be on drugs, but he left the store. So that was another meat theft just from this past November. Yeah, that was, I saw that. I see you sent me the screenshot for that one. That was troubling. Yes. Yep. And then there was the other one that was like a $1.5 million meat theft. But $1.5 million. I think he stole from a company, basically. So that's how it got so high. That would be heavy. That's a lot of meat. It was an inside job at the plant. <laughs> they were so, selling what's, cuttings. What's the phrase? What are the what do they call the low rent meats on next door? The less desirable meats. Yeah. Or the the wittier meats, I think, is that was is your the, phrase. That was your phrase for it. Yeah. Nobody's gonna know what we're talking about because they didn't watch the first episode or listen. They should but, go back. Uh, I'd like to see the data on that too, John. On uh, on what? On how many people have uh, checked out the the first episode of your podcast here? <laughs> Are you alleging that we've only gone downhill <laughs> since you were last on? <laughs> I I mean, 
the data will tell the story here. Okay, I have the data, and I'm not releasing it. <laughs> uh, so, so aside from meat jackings, what what would you both say were your formative experiences in Minneapolis that shaped how you how you view politics today? Let's start with Taylor. Oh God, um, I grew up pretty much. My, my mom was really political, obviously, because I was you know, shamed for having a Norm Coleman crush. Um, and she worked for the state. And so she was in a union. And some of my like, younger memories are basically going to like, picket lines with her or very union things that like, only now am I realizing that's what was going on. That's why we were at the picket line. Um, so that was pretty much a big one when I was younger. Um, and then the war in Iraq, too. That was another kind of protest moment that any anything particularly local or particularly ridiculous ridiculous um you could say jacob fry on the zip line across the mississippi river if you want yeah that's a big one <laughs> i honestly didn't start following like local local politics until i started following wedge live so okay well, i'll take kind of, i guess that. that's a formative i don't know formative See, experience you and Jason are bullying the mayor today because of Wedge Live. Although I, I can't endorse a lot of the things that you guys say. <laughs> Just extreme, <laughs> extreme <why> rhetoric. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're just out here making the connections between Jacob Fry's actions and really how that reflects upon him and the rest of the city. And, and it, Surely his, some people won't like that, but... Yeah, his campaign manager actually came on Twitter to scold Twitter about how, how irrelevant they are. Remember that? Yeah. I mean, there, there's nothing that will tell people that they're irrelevant, like having... Yeah, the, spending, the... All, spending all morning replying to their tweets. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, it's it's always wonderful when I'll hear something back from Jacob saying that, like, somebody told him that I posted something that was incorrect or, you know, checking my Instagram stories and seeing that he's looked at all of them yeah, uh, to think... see the ridiculous things that we've made fun of him for. Taylor has yeah. a lot of luck with that, actually. Yeah, he actually views whatever ridiculous thing I take him in. It's just like within an hour, like the other time I tagged him in some picture and he viewed it like within the hour. So it's just like, he just can't help himself. Like you tag him in something and he will look at it. I think he replied to someone's story. Somebody I know said that he replied to their unflattering Instagram story. <laughs> I wish, I wish he'd reply to me. <laughs> okay, uh, Jason, okay. Jason, I think you're dodging the question. Your formative political Form, experience formative in Minneapolis, Minneapolis. Has to be in Minneapolis experience. none of the small town bullshit <laughs> <laughs> I mean Minneapolis really feels like some small town bullshit sometimes um I think you know the the first political memory of you know that I have after moving to Minneapolis was you know seeing Jesse Ventura running for governor um but that you know affected a lot of people statewide um but i think 
you know, the war in Iraq, um, taking part in some protests and marches downtown and things like that, that was a big thing. Um, I've always been kind of interested as far as like um, education policy and, you know, kind of paying attention to what's going on at the school board and things like that. Um, you know, and there's obviously seeing a lot of the difficulty that the school school board has had with funding and things like that. Having, you know, a child who who spent part of his school career at um, Minneapolis public schools, that was always kind of a big thing. But I think really when I became more active locally was during the occupation of the 5th Precinct. Um, fourth precinct? You mean the 4th fourth fourth precinct? precinct? Sorry. Um, you know, a lot of my friends were there and were really on the ground and involved. Um, I have a great picture that I, I took kind of over Chief Rondo's shoulder um, the first night or afternoon that um, people were sitting in the entryway to the fourth. Um, that, you know, some of the amazing, wonderful people that I know were really active there. And I think that has really brought a lot of activism and a lot of that spirit out in people that I know. So it's been really exciting to see and kind of get more involved one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. I have an answer to this question. Do you, you guys want to hear my answer? Yes. Okay. Is it Carol Becker? No, it's a little bit before then. So I started attending neighborhood association meetings in 2014 and it's, it's a nasty environment. It's shocking. Uh, yeah. So that's my answer. Just, uh, <laughs> Tell us what shocked you the most when you first started going. So it's, a uh, like probably your neighborhoods, it's vast majority renter, and yet the the tone of the meetings is very anti-renter. Or was it was when I was going to the meetings in 2014, and just like this is not my neighborhood. It felt like it felt very like this is not my neighborhood, and these people appear to have a lot of political power. I was very wasn't as politically engaged as I am now, but uh, that was shocking to me. So this was before you were a lobbying firm. Is that is that what you're saying? Right. It's it's before it's before I started the Wedge Live lobbying firm. <laughs> you're, you're making a reference to Carol Becker. I am. That's and an inside. That's an inside joke, Jason. I'm. I'm in. I think a lot of people have seen it on on Twitter now and realized that she has referenced you on eDemocracy as being a, a business because you sell products and therefore since you were also attempting to influence public opinion that makes you a lobbying firm in her logic so yeah. you know i and she is still looking for your financial disclosures right uh, yeah so. you stirred that up though you promoted the podcast on her uh, favorite local internet forum you stirred I that did. up intentionally you, so you got did what you I? wanted you did. So if she sues I, me, I'm just trying if to she sues me, <laughs> if she sues me, you're paying for my my legal expenses. Oh well, I mean, we can have another wedge live pledge drive. Yeah, 
There you go. So, so you want to do some voicemails? Yeah. Viewer, yeah. listener voicemails? Okay. Yeah, I mean, with your format, it's hard to say if they're viewers or listeners or both. Right, it's, it's a TV show and a podcast. Let's, let's go. Here's the, here's the first voicemail. It's confusing. It's weird. Let's listen. Please leave a message after the tone. Hold my gum while we chew the fat. Please leave a message after the tone. Hold my gum while we chew the fat. I think that's a reference to Lisa Goodman. Uh, it has to be. Uh, yeah. I think it's also a, like a podcast slogan, like hold my gum while we chew the fat, maybe. Yeah. I, well, you should take that one into consideration for a tagline. And then the next one is very complimentary of me. So let's listen to that one. Please leave a message after the tone. Um, hey, I don't know if this is how to reach John Edwards, but uh, this is John Abraham. I'm just calling the number that you had on the wedge. Uh, <laughs> uh, the thing going underneath. I uh, just wanted to say, register my definite approval. Uh, thought it was a really great interview um, with the Ward One candidate, and mm -hmm. uh, just really great job and uh, very entertaining. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you if you set this up to like take calls or whatnot, but uh, I just thought I would try it and just say, uh, really great job. Really, uh, boy, like, do we need this right now? So. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to more of it. Uh, so thanks, and I'll see you on the uh, tweet machine and whatnot. All right, take care. Yeah. Please, please leave more long voicemails complimenting my performance on previous <laughs> episodes. And the, yeah, the, number, I mean, the number will be scrolling on YouTube below the, the video. That's great. I mean, I, I told you this was bound to be a hit. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's the third voicemail. Leave a message after the tone. Hi, This is Jen calling from Marcy Holmes, longtime listener, first-time caller. I was just wondering if you had any indication of Carol Becker trying to steal the Meet Jacker logo. Do you think that that's something she's going to go after as far as intellectual property? I'll hang up and take my call off the air. Thank you. Okay, so that, that one's a question. So I think we have to answer that question. Yeah. I, Does anyone, I would, anyone have any thoughts? I would like to be the first to say that I hope that at some point Carol manages to steal some intellect, but nobody's property. Oh, okay. Just, all right. Taylor? Wow. I, I guess we have to register this as a trademark. We have to get ahead of this because yeah. this is something she would do. Or, or the name of a competing podcast featuring Jason Garcia. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean Minneapolis Meatjacking. Minneapolis Meatjacker. Yeah, maybe Taylor and I will have a spinoff so that we can make sure we lock down that uh, that, that trademark. Trademark, and we we can cross promote. I can appear on your podcast. You appear on my podcast, and we double, you have to double go, our audience. You yeah. have to be wedgy though when you're on. Our spinoff podcast. Okay. Yeah. Right. We'll That's still be deal. Taylor and Jason, but you'll be the wedgie. <laughs> yeah. I, I will consent to that. I'll, I'll appear monthly on your podcast. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Deal. Can we see? Can we see your cat? Yeah. Taylor? Hold on. Okay, Taylor. Taylor's coming back with the cat. Hold on. He was knocking things over when I was. Oh. Here's Simon. Oh, that's a nice oh. cat. Look at yeah. that cat. 
Isn't he cute? He's really big. See, he's... Wow, that is a large... That's a large, large cat. He's very large. What's, what's Unless you're just very small. <laughs> no. No, he's large. What's his name? He's like... Simon. Simon. Simon ever get outside, or is this purely a window cat? Yeah, um... He does go out back. We have like just a back door that goes right outside and he goes and sits and usually eats whatever like weird green things are popping up between the cement cracks and then he pukes. Okay. That's like his favorite. Oh, well, that will happen to you in Loring Park if you're randomly eating things on the side. It's you true. Will eventually you don't want to do that. Puke it up. Yeah. Who knows? This is a real, real, real thing. Real, 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 real thing. None of you have the balls to stop. Stop this. We're in the wedge neighborhood right now, 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 right now.